Welcome to Good News Wednesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell, and that's Bob Marley providing a reggae mojo, setting a positive tone for a Good News Wednesday item with a Jamaican flavor to it. On Good News Wednesday, we step away from impeachment and terrorism and the usual grind in the news and focus on good news. It is out there. For instance, in Houston, an educator is defying political correctness and insisting that parents, as well as students, adhere to a basic dress code. Carlotta Outley Brown is the principal of James Madison High School. She accomplished a turnaround at a Houston elementary school that prompted the U.S. Department of Education to give the school one of the nation's highest academic awards for excellence. Part of her formula for success was barring parents from campus for inappropriate dress or language. No pajamas, shower caps, head scarves, hair rollers, leggings. Don't get me started on that again. No sagging pants or revealing tops or to quote Principal Brown, no dresses that are up to your behind. It's unfortunate, but understandably necessary, that adults have to be coerced into dressing properly when they appear on campus. Principal Brown is getting flack from race warriors who are calling her standard discriminatory against African Americans. Did I mention that Principal Brown is African American? But, of course, the left has no problem denouncing Clarence Thomas, Candace Owens, Larry Elder, Alan West, and other conservative blacks as sellout bigots against their own race. So there's no hesitation in branding Principal Brown as a self-hating racist. And her dress code has been demonized as demeaning, belittling, and classist. Classist! Yes, the head of the Houston Teachers Union said, This principal may have plenty of money and time to go to the hairdresser weekly and have her stuff done. Who are you to judge others who may not have the same opportunities that you do? The same opportunities to wash and comb your hair? I have no idea whether Principal Brown is Republican or conservative, and I don't care. She is right. She is right to insist on high standards. This takes me back to my days teaching school in Jamaica. A touch of throwback Thursday on this Good News Wednesday. Jamaica is a third world island nation in the Caribbean. After college, I signed up for the Jesuit Volunteer Corps, similar to the Peace Corps, but run by the Jesuits, the Society of Jesus, an order of Catholic priests and brothers famous for being educators. I was placed in a Jesuit high school in Kingston, Jamaica. It was one of the toughest, greatest things I have done and ever will do in my life. I mentioned in a previous podcast that every type of human DNA is represented in the population of Jamaica, but the dominant racial strain is black African. The British Empire imported a lot of African slaves to work the sugar plantations when Jamaica was a British colony, so most of my students were black. Early in my time at St. George's in Kingston, 
a few volunteers were visiting with one of the older priests who had been at the school for many years. We were noting that it was difficult to maintain order in the classroom and keep students moving forward in the learning process. Remember, they're Jamaicans, the priest said with cynical resignation. Oh, I see. We're just here upholding the white man's burden and managing the dark natives as best we can. No, I was having none of that. One thing I learned from the Jesuits is that the truth is the truth. Standards are standards. You don't change the fundamental message or program. Individuals have to adjust to fit the truth. The truth doesn't change to fit individuals. And you don't back off or back down. A core principle of St. Ignatius, founder of the Jesuits, was striving for the magis, M-A-G-I-S, that's Latin for the greater. Keep pushing, never complacent. The motto of the Jesuit university I attended was ever to excel. Have you ever seen the movie The Mission? The Jesuits went into South America and brought the Christian program with them and taught it and applied it. They didn't water it down or dumb it down and treat their prospective converts as inferior second-class citizens who weren't worthy of or able to rise to the standard of 4,000 years of Judeo-Christian teaching. Well, at that time, 3,700 years of Judeo-Christian teaching. Missionaries there and in other places might start slowly. The message of universal love and forgiveness can be jarring, and they might utilize and incorporate local culture to the degree possible. The core message, though, is absolute, unchanging, eternal, and applicable to all people in all situations. That's why conservatism so warmly embraces 4,000 years of Judeo-Christian teaching. Conservatives believe in timeless, eternal principles. So what does all this mean? It means that I rejected the they're Jamaicans, paternalism of the older priest, and set high standards in my classroom. We practiced how to begin class. There were vestiges of British tradition. Even in a third world society where some students lived in shacks with dirt floors and barely had enough to eat, students showed up for school in clean, pressed, khaki uniforms with the school logo sewn on the left breast. Tradition was to stand when the teacher entered the classroom. Some did, some didn't. All did in Mr. Maxwell's class. We had rules. We had order, eventually. Our routine for starting class included this prayer. Lord, we stand before you with gratitude and humility for the talents and opportunities with which you have blessed us. Why we are chosen, we are not certain. But help us to remember that because we are chosen, great things are expected of us. Lord, please help us to do our best in our studies, in our sports activities, and in our Christian ministries, all for the greater glory of God. The motto of the Jesuits is Ad Maiorum Dei Gloriam, for the greater glory of God. The campus was secured with huge gates and barbed wire barriers. It could be perilous in the outside world. These guys needed to make the most of their educational opportunity and prepare themselves for the challenges beyond the gates. We also had fun. If the week went well, in English class, we played American football on Fridays. We divided the class into two teams and took turns answering questions about whatever we were studying. Teams could ask for an easy question for a five-yard gain, 
a harder question for 10 yards, or a brain buster for an automatic touchdown from wherever the ball was on the field that I drew on the chalkboard. We definitely kept score. Okay, I can't resist. It's good news Wednesday after all. There were penalties assessed if people talked out of turn or otherwise strayed beyond the boundaries of classroom rules. And maybe you lost five yards if you got the answer wrong. Anyway, one day, one of the teams was trailing and backed up near its own goal line. They were 90 or 95 yards away from the end zone, and class was just about over. You know, a football field is 100 yards long. Sir, a touchdown question, please. Yeah, but this is 90 or 95 yards. I'm going to have to go off script here, beyond the text of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, and reach for something really tough. Yes, sir. Okay, for the touchdown and the win, what is the nickname of the University of Nebraska sports teams? There was a bit of a sports pipeline in track from Jamaica to UNL, and in time I would flood all my classes with big red propaganda. But this was early in my time. Most of them didn't know anything about Nebraska, and I thought I had them stumped. Remember, this is 1984. There's no surreptitious surfing of the internet to get a quick answer. It was silent for several seconds. Then from the back of the room, the long, slim arm of Michael Barrett rose with his hand up, seeking to be called on. Mr. Barrett. There was a buzz in the classroom. Somebody knew the answer? Very quietly and calmly, he gave his answer. I thought I heard the magic word, but I wasn't sure. So I said, what did you say? The room grew quiet. No one breathed. Sir, corn huskers. I threw up my arms and said, touchdown. Ah, pandemonium. <laughs> the principal, Father Jim Hosey, came hustling down the hallway and looked in. Everything okay in here? I heard this explosion of noise. It's okay, Father. They just won a quiz game on the last question. You know, it occurs to me, I may be making this sound smoother and easier than it was. I was in culture shock my first month or so in Kingston. For the first time in my life, I was a minority. I was the only white person on the bus, in the store, in the classroom. I was a generic white middle-class Midwestern kid tossed into a teeming, crossroads of the world society filled with good people, but also ravaged by poverty and political violence. But in that classroom, eventually, everything clicked. Some of my young American colleagues had trouble finding their stride as teachers, especially when it came to maintaining order. Even in the best of circumstances, in a stable first world environment, students will eat teachers alive if they sense weakness and uncertainty. I had gone to a Jesuit high school. I knew the drill. I knew that the teachers I respected and admired the most were the ones who held me to high standards. And I knew about those teachers what I believe my students discovered about me. I wasn't demanding excellence from them to feed my ego. I did it because I loved them and cared about them and wanted the best for them. I treat my children the same way. Every once in a while, I would ask during class, who is the meanest teacher in this school? You, sir! Thank you, just checking. The students came to love it and took pride in our educational partnership. They understood that my demands of them equaled respect for them. 
Which brings us back to Principal Brown in Houston. I'm calling it a Good News Wednesday item that an educator is holding her entire school community, parents as well as students, to a minimal standard of propriety. Yes, it does matter how you dress in various situations. As is so often the case in problems with schools and young people, it isn't the young people that are the true problem. It's the parents. Parents used to set the example. Now the parents have to be pressured to toe the line. I hope a majority of parents at James Madison High School and a majority of adults in Houston, Texas, rally to Principal Brown on this. It's not racism or classism or any other evil-ism. It's respect for students, for parents, for the school, for standards, for excellence, for the belief that every student is a Jackie Robinson who is going to be so overwhelmingly excellent in all areas of life that success is inevitable. America does reward people who work hard and play by the rules regardless of race or other factors. But you do have to work hard and play by the rules. Stick to your guns, Principal Brown. You're a blast of good news that I hope emboldens other principals and parents to restore proper standards of dress and language in schools across America. That's Good News Wednesday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.